Ed? Look what you made me do! Welcome back to the Hasbro Horrors Podcast, where we review horror movies and horror franchises. I'm Mark. I'm Tawan. I'm Maria. I'm Elian. And today we're reviewing The Conjuring, released in 2013, directed by James Wan and written by twin brothers Carrie and Chad Hayes. Elian, can you please give the people the plot summary? Yeah, of course. In 1971, the parent family moved into the dilapidated Rhode Island farmhouse, and soon strange things started happening around the escalated nightmarish terror. In desperation, Carolyn contacts the noted paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren to examine the house. What the Warrens discover is a whole area steeped in satanic haunting and now targeting the parent family wherever they go. Not this evil, the Warrens have to call upon their skills and spiritual strength to defeat this special menace, or the spectral menace, at the source of it. Um, that source that threatens to destroy everyone involved. So the Conjuring. We're back in the mind of James Wan. You know, we first we did Insidious and then we did Saw. So now we're back with James Wan and the Conjuring, which is another ghost story, just like Insidious. But, you know, whatever. Even with the same actor, but you know, whatever, whatever. It's a whole new mystery, a whole new movie, and it's based off Anna Moraine, the, the ghost hunting married couple. Uh, now, I should say, I've seen The Conjuring 2, and I've seen The Conjuring, uh, the most recent one, but this is my first time watching this one. And I didn't enjoy it. Like, the other two were like a bunch of action. Good directing. This one was kind of boring. What? And like, it was some random like camera shots. Like, I what did not. The hell? What do you mean? What I, the hell? I, I, I agree. I agree. If I could be honest, um, I like throughout the whole movie, I just saw like a lot of zoom in, zoom outs. Just, to, <laughs> I felt like more of the budget was at the end of the film more than anything throughout the film. The third one was the compared to the third one. Like the third one was not good in my it's, opinion, it's, but um, it's been a while. I, I, I no comment on that one. It's been a while since I watched that. Yeah, I, I didn't like that one, but this one I did like this movie. Um, it has been a while since I'd seen it. Um, honestly, can't even remember the last time I I uh, watched it. I definitely went to the theaters to go see it though, and. It was a good watch then, and it was still a good watch for me now. Um, I think as far as, you know, I would say current paranormal horror that's not like an A24 neon production movie that's for the masses, I would say. This still holds up pretty well, and I, but along with the second one, um, it's definitely up there in like the Conjuring universe, as it's uh, been called these days, as um, one of the like better like paranormal movies that has come out. I think, even though, <laughs> even though the budget was like pretty, like it was pretty slim on this movie, 
Slim as fuck. They're working on a packet of food stamps. I think it. I think it utilized it well to what we got with the with the end product. Really? I mean, with the budget, yeah, with its budget, one hundred percent. No, from the editing choices and the 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 color grading, the sound design, the sound the sound design was good. I don't know what you're talking about. Very, they got someone cheap. If anything, I dislike the color grading more in Insidious than I do in this movie. To be quite honest with you, well, because Insidious got that blue shit going on. This one just is just like they were trying to lean too hard into like the seventies aesthetic, and it just looked bad. Some of the sound was too loud over the over the vocal dialogue, and it was just too much going on. Maybe you need to fix your TV or something. No, what? Do you do you do color grading on your TV? (laughs) Yes, I do. Mm, you're not or no amount of, are you lying? No amount, no Ooh. amount, no amount of, of flicking through my settings is gonna help that movie look better. Hey, I'm colorblind, and that's, I can tell that shit ain't looking. So you already at a disadvantage. Shut up. <laughs> As I was saying, I think the movie used this budget pretty well for what it was given. Um and I mean, it grossed a bunch more. I mean, when it comes down to like horror, like the budget don't need to be that huge for the specific products. And I feel like when it comes to James Wan, like he kind of knows what he wants to do. Like he's a pre- like when he when he does like his mm-hmm. his screenplays, I feel like he's pretty good with sketching everything out how he envisions it. So it ends up being like a cheaper product overall. And I think the aesthetic and the way that it looked just added to this specific movie. Um, I would say that's it for me as far as like coming back into it. I still like I still like this movie though, and I I think that it personally holds up. I enjoyed the film as well. Uh, for me, I had no issue. Like I thought the cast was great. I thought the area that that I believe it's where it actually was took place. Um, I think everything was fine. The plot, um, the casting. I just had an issue with um, with how it was recorded because for me in the beginning to like maybe the middle, maybe a little bit at the end, it was just a lot of zoom ins and zoom outs. I don't know. I, that's how, what I saw more than than, than anything. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I just had some issues. But let's let's move on to some scenes that stood out. Were there any scenes that stood out for you guys, good, bad, or indifferent? I will say, for me, I like all the initial scenes of the family being, like, haunted. Because it was just, like, very subtle. And it just went from, like, each of, like, the female family members. And I, I like that slow build. I was started with one sister and then the other sister, and then it got they got to the mom. It's like I, I like that. The scene, the opening scene with those two girls who had Annabelle, the two nurses who had Annabelle. Like, how? What do you mean? I'm a nurse, and this this poor spirit child thing wanted friends, so we told her we can, she can come into the doll. We don't know what's going on or what to do. Can you help us? Yes, we can. When I was watching that, Tuan, I wanted to like text you, like, um, 
So they let Annabelle, so they were just like, here, come possess me because you are a lonely ghost child demon thing? Hey, I I mean, I wouldn't, I don't even put it past them. I know they did that shit for real. Like, who, who? I, I was so confused. I was just dumb. But what about you two? Were there any scenes that stood out, good, bad, or, or different? I'd say for me, and I think it's just kind of like a thing that I like about when James Wan does a, a like either paranormal anything like that. Where his jump scares are fairly are like effective because I feel like there actually is a payoff there. Like you're not being um you're not being pulled around like the scene and then it's like nothing there the whole time. Something's like actually going to be there. And I feel like he just effectively like builds that up really good. Obviously the most iconic scene in this movie is when they were doing the hide and clap. Oh, I know where you're hiding. Give me the third clap. <laughs> I'm gonna get you now. And the hands clap behind the mom. Um, that's that scene's still good. Like, yes, I know it's gonna happen now after like numerous rewatches of this movie. But even even doing so, like just to build up to that, and like when it actually happens, like that's a really good scene. Um, another one was the whole thing that was happening. When um, Lorraine's like necklace, I believe it was, got like stuck at the house, and it kind of like synced with with what was with what was happening at the house that um, her and Ed lived in and their daughter. I thought that was a pretty good scene as well, and them trying to you know get back to the house so that they can you know stop what's going on there. Um, another good scene when Lorraine was in the. Uh, out like outside and like you just see the dead body just hanging from the tree um that nobody else could see but Lorraine could like see that due to like her abilities or whatnot. And outside of those at least off the top of my head I don't think I have any that like immediately come to mind. I think for me it's more I don't think I have a particular scene. I just, like, enjoyed the fact, like, unlike many other horror movies, there's not, like, yes, I understand there are, like, some kind of some uh, jump scares that we see now and then, but it was just more of, like, it was actually portraying the story that, that happened within um, what the story is entailing. And what I didn't, what I, I just enjoyed, it was not just, it wasn't just, like, how we spoke before. It's not just, like, every other horror movie, everything, everything's a jump scare, jump scare, jump scare. It actually, it tells a story, it lets us, it lets us wait um what else can i say i think more what i did also enjoy like we we might not talk about this it's just like even though we're talking about this uh the conjuring it also it's also building up for the you know the future films that come out like for example annabelle yeah and and like they didn't focus on that part a lot which i really enjoyed because there are there are a lot of films that like already get ready for the next film over actually staying on the first film. 
No, yeah, you're right. Like, they didn't... It, it, even though, like, now it's the Conjuring universe, it wasn't, like, gone into James Wan being like, we're gonna make a universe out of this, like, a, like, the, like some MCU type stuff. Like, it was just built naturally due to the little, like, you know, drops that were in there. Right. Well, let's talk about the kills. Were there any kills or jump scares that sit out? Hmm. When I first... I'm going to say Miss Opportunity Kill. (laughs) Miss Opportunity Kill was Brad. Because I don't understand why Brad didn't die. But go ahead, Ellen. Uh, Who was Brad? I thought I think. (laughs) Or was it the cop? I forgot. Oh, no. Was Brad the videographer? I have no idea. I forgot. Pretty much. Yeah, he was. He was a videographer, cop. Okay, okay, okay. So it was oh, that dude. Okay, yeah. It didn't scare me at first. Well, after watching, of course, multiple times, it doesn't scare me. But, like, going back to the hiding club, like, where she's trying to he- figure out where uh, she's hearing these voices. And then the cla- uh, the hands come out and come back. Uh, no, show themselves right next to her. And then the lights turn off. When I first saw that, I did I did get a little jump scare. Now it's just like I already know what's gonna happen. Uh, mm-hmm. What else? Not, I think that's the only one I can think in the top of my head at the moment. Yeah, that one's really effective. Like, at the, it's just like the build up for it was really good, and it actually uh, it actually far. had a payoff. Uh, Maria is getting ready to hop in. Okay. Continue. Yeah, I just yeah, I think with that one, like it's like nothing like super major, but I think it was just the build up is really good. And especially around like when that movie came out, we had just really come off a lot of like kind of trash, I would say, paranormal esque movies in the re- in the years before. So that were kind of like a bit of um like jump scare heavy. Right. So I feel like be having them be like effective in that way where you know while it may seem a little bit drawn out it ropes you back in with an actual like scare and not just like someone closing the door hard or like the cat jumping off the dresser or something maria can you tell us any kills or jump scares that stood out good bad or indifferent um well, that one where there's that, that like the witch is like on the dresser. Mm-hmm. That was a good you know, one. That that one got and honestly, it, sometimes sometimes like I forget about it and it gets me. <laughs> but um, that one I think is the one that really stuck to me. The first time I watched it, I definitely screamed, and I don't really usually I don't usually like I don't I don't really get scared. But they they got me. (laughs) You you, you sound disappointed in yourself. (laughs) Because it was like, I was just, you were just, because that's what I like about the movies. You don't really like expect it, Mm. you know? And to be honest, I I expected them to just pan up and you see her and you're like, oh shit, there's somebody up there. But then they zoom into her face and you see her face and it's just... (laughs) It's just a whole moment. Um. I have to say, I wasn't prepared for the mom to get possessed. 
I was waiting for it to be one of the kids. That's what I thought myself. I was, I was very shocked by yeah, it. I was like, wait, it's the mom? Yeah, like, the scene, um, when she's, like, fully, well, first of all, like, the scene when she's, like, levitating and stuff, that scene also scared me a little bit. But the scene when, um, like, half of her cloth is cut, and you see, like, half of her face, yes. she definitely looks really Ooh. fucking possessed. And then... And then she like switches to like the witch. That part that was that was good. That bit. was a good. That was a good I didn't believe this, but when I was watching this movie like the first time, I wasn't even scared. But I, I literally told myself like, "Oh, she needs a skincare regimen." Oh my god, I would be if I looked the way she looked. I would be evil too. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, they made her so. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> so I'd ugly. be evil too if I looked like that." Um, but I think that's it for me. Well, let's move on to the character with judy the kid like so they just had judy there to get like possessed or get like attacked and then judy was gone like why was judy here oh i don't i don't know per se if like they already had the idea to already have the films already made like the like the trilogy or like the chronicles or like you know uh if it was for that i can understand but i'm not sure i i don't have much background on on it I mean, were they just supposed to leave her kid, their kid out though? <laughs> That's they have a child. I mean, I guess, but she's just there. I mean, like I, I she, yeah, she was kind of like she was just there, but she wasn't like integral to the plot. But I'm giving her um, cameo. Let's give her props for that. <laughs> oh, Maria, what are your thoughts on Drew? He was the cute uh, assistant. I want to say he was Asian, um, but I don't want to say he was Asian. But he was cute. He was. Uh, okay. I mean, honestly, he was just kind of there for me. Like, every now and then they were like, oh, Drew, Drew's got it. And I'm just like, oh, shit, yeah, they have a an assistant, I guess. That's what he was. Um, but he didn't really, like... He didn't really stand out to me until he had to, like, do something to move along the plot. Like, um... Like, when he found... What was her name? April, under the floorboard. And he, like, yelled it out. And everybody's like, okay, cool, they found her. But then, you know, the witch heard... I went to go get her, <laughs> which I don't know why he did that, but you know that's just me. Um, but other than that, I don't really have any like strong opinions about Drew. See, us talking about Drew is kind of like how when we were doing um, what was it? One of those? I think it was when we were doing the Scream franchise, and you were like, "Why would you mention?" Um, kind of weary. I will. Okay, so what I would say about the family is I I understand they found this very cheap house, but <laughs> that house just look haunted. It don't matter like how much you bought it for. I don't care what time period you bought it. That house looks haunted. <laughs> like I, like it, I feel like if you going into it. And you see that house, you're gonna walk in there and be like, "Nah, some up," and we gotta go. But I know that 
certain people don't, you know, <laughs> they don't think like that all the time in these we movies. Are, we're already thinking that. So, <laughs> so, so here we are, and now they're just all in this house. But the husband, where was he? Like, he went to he, he was a, he was a truck driver so he was barely at home yes okay yes he was a truck driver but like you're telling me all this stuff is happening everybody is in correspondence like all the daughters the the mom and you're still leaving like you're not and like it, it's like he didn't take it serious okay, like, really serious for him. like you didn't see two of your you didn't see your kids get beat up now your wife is getting beat up and now you just like uh like he seen it. <laughs> no, you're saying, good. Can, to you. I mean, now I see why Bathsheba was possessing the mom. If I had to take care of five kids and I had no husband with me, oh, I, I'd be stressed. I'd be too distressed. Mm. There were a lot of kids. But see, I am talking shit, but I probably would be like him. I, I couldn't go home. <laughs> I'd be like, damn, that's crazy. Either we all moving... Or I'm gonna just be on the road because I I'm that, not going back to like, the house. You know, that's, oh, continue. I'm sorry. Be quiet. I mean, it's <laughs> no, because it's not like anything was happening to him directly. You know, he just he was just hearing everything happening from his daughters. His wife was freaking out, and he on, he honestly didn't seem very like <laughs> concerned. Inter- it didn't seem like he cared. I mean, like, yeah, he was just like, oh my god. I mean, this ghost? movie is oh in like, what, the, the, the 60s or 70s? He was probably just like, the women are just being hysterical. Like, For me, it was giving when Squidward disappeared. And that, and that little meme, he just, whoosh. <laughs> what about you, Maria? You got any more thoughts on the family? You got any more thoughts on the family on the show? The family? Yeah. Um. No, I guess it's just really the dad. Like, yeah, I, I don't remember this lady's name. <laughs> but like the mom, she was just kind of trying to keep it together. And at the same time, you know, she was over here getting possessed. And then yeah, like the dad, he was just. I think because like yeah, in that in that scene where he comes home and everybody's screaming, everybody's freaking out. Your wife is locked in the basement, and he's just like. Somebody tell me what's going on. Like, like, like a bunch of people are freaking out, right? And he just did not seem very concerned. He was just more or less like, what happened? You know, like, let's talk it through. Whereas, like, different people in the house, he just, he just seemed so, like, like, he was just going with the flow, to be honest. He was just kind of like, well, like, uh, like, I think, like, with the pictures, and Ed and Lorraine had came and they were like, oh, you know, why, why aren't you putting like your, um, your pictures up? And he was just like, oh, well, they, they fall down. So, <laughs> so, you know, we, we stopped putting them up. And then with like the doors and they were just like, oh, it's cause the doors rattle at night. So yeah, we just, you know, we just, um, tied them up. And, and then the way he like nonchalantly was like, yeah, we also hear knocking, you know, all throughout the night, but you know, it's just. Like, he was not, he did not seem at, at all concerned with what the hell was going on. Like, he was just like, yeah, it happens. <laughs> and that was we'll it. We'll deal with it. 
Yeah, he was just like, well, let's just tie the door. <laughs> well, I guess the chief killed the chief We're good. It was. I, and honestly, to be honest, though, I feel like I'd, I'd do the same. Like, if I had gone in a house and, like, and it was cheap, but it was, like, a five, what was it, four or five bedroom? Hell yeah, I'm ignore the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> not to become a with it. Like, <laughs> I mean, not best, but I'm, you know, I'm just going to be like, you know what? Like, this your like, part. I'm a fight for my house. <laughs> this your part of the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, just stay, stay in this room. You know, you get your own room. Be happy with it. Um, but yeah. It just, I mean, some of those kids are already weird. So, like, at first, it was kind of hard for me to be like, okay, so is she possessed or is she just still being weird? Like, I was like, it wasn't, I couldn't figure it out at first. And then, I felt so bad for the mom. I, I just don't know why. It's just like she was with the kids by herself, a lot of them, and their husbands are <laughs> driving trucks, probably <laughs> cheating and shit. And then another family's being possessed by fucking <laughs> evil, crazy witch lady. Like, damn. Like, can, can his mom get a great friend? Like, I'm not getting trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> They was, I don't know, it was just some weird shit going on. But, yes. Tuan, what are your thoughts on Ed and Lorraine? They're faves. I got, I got like the, I'm holding up a heart right now. Um, they were perfectly casted. I love Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson. So, like, having them both in, in like, in this franchise, they, they were, they were very good, like, cast for, like, well casted for this role. Um, I think they make a good like duo because I like I'm not like saying like it's like good cop bad cop but like just Lorraine like can connects on a more deeper level than the rest of them whereas Ed is just trying to figure out what like what to do as far as like I guess in a logical sense like what as for what they can do what should what should like go on with it so they work good because they pair that they pair those two things together and it the outcome tends to end up pretty well for them so I think that's why I feel like they those the characters work as well as they do and they they feel like they were they're a real couple like the way that they like act towards each other like they they capture um, like a couple pretty well and who also works together so I feel like that also is like a compliment to like the actors and how they deal with the material so I don't know if I I really don't know if I have much to say about Ed and Lorraine like I just think they were they're pretty they were really good and this movie laid a good groundwork for them to go throughout the rest of the movies because even like even thoughts on like some of the other movies like some things may not have been up to par with with the first one I always felt that Ed and Lorraine were still the best parts of each of the movies for this universe that they were in what about you Maria I mean I like them um I liked yeah I did like the actors <laughs> In this movie, um, I feel like I feel like uh, 
Tuan's right. Their chemistry is very, it goes well, you know, and I feel like it really made me believe that they were in love. And honestly, made a lot of people believe that Ed and Lorraine were good people when they weren't in real life. But that's just me. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I do agree that the actor just really, the, the acting just really did it for me, you know. Um, I don't know what the lady's name is, like, the lady who plays her, Lorraine. Um, she does, like, a really good job of not making Lorraine just seem, you know, like, in movies, they make the psychics seem very, like... Like, mystical? Sometimes they kind of overdo it. Yeah. But, like, Lorraine, she's just some some lady. You know, she's just helping out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that they made them very campy, just very, like humble very you know like they're literally just helping people and that's what they do and um i i I mean i could have done without the whole like christian and like catholic ideology they kept pushing on us and i could have done okay i mean i do agree that like the scenes where it kind of shows you more of like ed and lorraine's relationship they were good i feel like because the movie's uh, because I know Lorraine, like the real Lorraine, had had a lot of hand in making the movies, um, and I think they probably did a good job in um, making them seem like they were really in love, um, and that's probably what she wanted. Um, and I think they, and I feel like they did a great job without overdoing it, you know, um, without us, you know, without the movie turning from like a scary movie to like go to like a love story or whatever um there were some scenes that were kind of cheesy i mean i can see that but overall though i feel like the actors did a great job um of portraying ed and lorraine and kind of like um because i remember like what when the movie came out um a lot of people were like, you know, Ed and Lorraine. Like, I guess, I mean, because I grew up, I mean, I don't know if it's, like, um, obvious by now, but I grew up watching a lot of, like, ghost shows, a lot of, like, just scary stuff like that. Um, so I kind of already knew who Ed and Lorraine were. And I kind of knew some of, like, the things that they did way back when. Um, so I feel like this was a good... Uh, I don't even know how to say it, but it was, it was like a good, um, it was a, it was a good start point to the franchise, you know, and they, Ed and Lorraine in the movies did really well to kind of, you know, I feel like they held that like love for each other throughout the movies that didn't really like, it didn't lose itself, you know, that whole message of, they love each other very much and they're very like Christian and Catholic. I don't remember which one they were, mm-hmm. but, um, and I feel like they did a good job of portraying that throughout like the movies without it getting lost along the yeah, way. Yeah, I get what you mean. So, Elion, can you give us, but yeah, I like, so, Elion, can you give us your so. thoughts on Bastille? Let me hold my jokes to myself. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, let's see. Um, it's just there. I'm just saying, like, what I did enjoy a lot is that even though she was basically the main is an antagonist, mm-hmm. 
basically. Um, she wasn't seen as much. Like, it wasn't just, like, it was not, like, how do I say this? Like, there was not a lot of pop-up scares, like, you, you would see, like, in, like, old or, like, you know, relevant movies now. It was just, like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, like, I just enjoyed the fact that she wasn't... Like, overtly there, it like, just, all the time? Yeah. I get what you mean. Yes. Like, it was just, like, little uh, snippets and clips to know how, who she was or, like, how she looks. But it wasn't, like, it was all about her, per se. Um, that's all I have. I really have nothing for this character. It's just, like, she just needs a bath. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's in the name. I'm sorry. What about Sheba? No, no, but yeah. We're, I have nothing to, else to say. I really don't like. It's just more of like I just enjoyed the fact that it was just like snippets of his. It was clips, and like at the end, even though we see her a, a little bit, like a little bit more than we did throughout the whole film, I just like that it was more of a gradual increase of her re- revelation compared to like it's already you know in the beginning. And then just from there on. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It didn't like it didn't overstay its welcome with with Abatsheba, because yeah, some movies do that with their like antagonist or like the entity that's the main entity that's haunting. Like they show it like too much, but we got like a good mm-hmm. amount of seeing of seeing her. But it was more so focused on like the family element and the mom getting through it than oh scary scary ghost lady yeah so yeah I, I would agree with that you got any more thoughts on her Tawan? not in particular I don't think I do um I would say like probably out of most things in this movie the Bathsheba element is maybe the not like, I don't want to say like worst part, but maybe most derivative part, I guess you could say, just because the type of movie that it is and um, what like the character kind of does. Um, we know that like, like you're, somebody's going to get possessed. It ends up being the mom in this case. And while the possession was good when it was happening to the mom, it like it was like the actress who was giving us the mom's character, not really like the Bathsheba like element or ghost. But I will say the story of Bathsheba that like the background story that was given to us about her was um pretty interesting. Yeah, kind of but, feel like that's <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. I had a question that was up. Um, I kind of feel like that's what really brought uh, Bathsheba to life was like her story because I mean because you guys are right like she was barely there as like a main antagonist she was never really like as the main villain you know she was never really like front and center until like the end and even then you're more focused on like is the mom gonna like are they gonna help the mom or not Um, and Oh my god, I forgot what I was gonna say. And um 
I mean, I liked the fact that they gave us little snippets of her because that way, like, um, because I feel like some movies, when they kind of overdo it, it's not scary anymore. Um, so I like that they gave us, you know, half of her face or they gave us, like, her swing from the tree, um, like, her feet. And they gave us, you know, like, people crawling around, but you never really see what or who, you know. And I feel like that's what made the movie scarier. Because, you know, because you know it's someone, but you don't know what or who or where. And um, and I like that. But I, but yeah, but I still feel like, you know, especially, I guess because like compared to the other movies, you just never really see her, you know? She was just kind of like, not there, but it, I, guess, I, I don't know, they, they were like relying so much on her story, like on her background, and it, but it worked because it was, it wasn't very interesting. And it kind of made sense about why things were happening, how they were happening. But she was never like the main villain that they were like fighting against. Mm-hmm. You had a question? No, I. It, my question was more of like uh, how accurate. Do we know if it was uh, accurate her story, or was it just more for like uh, the? For the plot of the uh, the movie, you know, any chance? Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, I think there was a lady named Bathsheba who was accused of witchcraft. I don't remember if she really had said that. Yeah, like Satan and all that stuff. But I don't think. But I think everything else was made up, though. Okay. For me, what I had, um, it was it was with this scene as well, honestly with like how we're talking about like you know it was i wish there was a little bit more to how lorraine kind of like knew that the mother was a vessel like she was using the mother to kill her daughter because like we only had one um example which was the mother that killed rory but after that they talk about a, a kid drowning but i understand that was i i don't know how just one story like just one how do i say this just one Oh my goodness, I, I'm having a... This one... Like, a, like how that oh my God. one news story got her to connect right all the dots oh my at the end of the day? Yeah, because... Yes, basically, it's just like, just with one incident. There we go. Just one incident revealed that he's using the mother. I, if there was, like, multiple incidents, I could see, like, a pattern, but just from one, I was like, oh... That was a stretch for me when I first thought of it. I see that because even like I think the other people that had died on the property, they uh, they had committed suicide. Like yes, multiple one people was... had committed. No, no, you're right. Yeah, multiple committed suicide, and then I think one was a child that just drowned in the lake. I believe when I remember it. Yeah, and even then there was like speculation that the mom had drowned the kid in the lake, but it wasn't like in the newspaper, huh? I, you're right. <laughs> well, with that, we've come to the end, but not quite the end, because Tuan has to give the people behind the info's back. Tuan. The Conjuring had a budget of $20 million. It brought in a box office of three three $319.5 million. 
Some interesting facts. It is one of the highest grossing horror films of all time. Producer Tony Rosa de Grun's early treatment intended for the film to be viewed from the perspective of Father Roger, Mother Carolyn, kids Andrea, Nancy, Christine, Cindy, and April, and not forgetting dog Sadie, of course, aka the real-life parent family. Uh, Vera Farmiga and Wilson um, spent three days with the real Lorraine Warren. The two traveled all the way to Connecticut before filming began, where they spent three days learning about the former's long-running paranormal career from the lady herself. She would also regularly visit the set during production, and Lorraine uh, Warren pr proved to be a valuable research tool for the crew. It's the first James Wan horror film without any input from Lee Winnell. Norma Sutfield and Gerald Helfrich, the previous owners of the house on which the film was based, sued James Wan, Warner Bros., and other producers in 2015 on the ground that their property was being vandalized constantly as a consequence of the film. The case was dismissed, though, in December of 2017. Gerald Brittle, the author of the 1980 book, The Demonologist, about Ed and Lorraine Warren, filed a lawsuit against Warner Bros., New Line Productions, and director James Wan regarding the film. Brittle claimed the film, alongside the subsequent sequel and spinoffs, infringed upon an exclusive contract he had with the Warrens to make any works based on the subject of his book. Warner Bros. settled the case with Brittle in December 2017. Some critics' reactions. The Conjuring currently sits at a 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. The Hollywood Reporter said, With its minimal use of digital effects, its strong, sympathetic performances, and ace design work, the pick harks back in themes and methods to the Exorcist and the Animeville horror. Variety gave the film a positive review, calling the film a sensationally entertaining old-school freakout. And Entertainment Weekly gave the film an A-, citing the effectiveness of mood and sound effects for shocks that never feel cheap. But forget about them. What about us? Do we cash or pass The Conjuring? Maria? Uh, I cash. I love the series. And um, I feel like it's a solid first movie to the series. Um, so I cash. One. Also, cash for the Conjuring. Um, I think it's a yeah. As when Reese, I think it's a good like first movie to start off like this universe as they title it, and I think it kind of hones in that when you know James Wan is at the helm, he's he's like pretty good for them. Like always, in my opinion. Um, I think when he's at the helm of like these franchises and doing what he does, um, he always pumps out quality work. I feel this is um, like notion of that. And I think the success that it got was warranted. And it's definitely one of those that holds up. Like we're basically, what, what did we say this came out 2013? We're basically 10 years out. And this movie, like, still gets talked about, like, very regularly. Elion? Uh, Cash, for sure. I, what, what I do, like, I agree with both of what you guys said. What I really did like is that, as, as well as starting with a very, a very small budget, especially for something like Warner Bros. But that small budget and the way that it was, uh, uh, directed and the way it was brought up to um, to our th to theaters and then you know to our homes, it 
allowed it to, you know, build into the universe. We had bigger budgets with the future films, which now we actually enjoy some of them. Uh, but I really did enjoy that. It started small, and now it's now it's a big, now it's basically a big franchise. And for me, it was a cash. It was a a decent movie. Did I have problems with the the directing choices and the editing choices and some of the sound design and the color grading? Yes, but overall, it was a great. It was a good time. It was a good little kickoff. But he really could have used that input from Lee Winnell. But no, that's just me. But join us next week as we review Annabelle, which I'm not excited for because I have a huge fear of ventriloquist dummies and porcelain dolls, and I've never seen one. But I'm going to do it for the show. Wish me luck, guys. Good night. If you like this episode, please be sure to check out Hide Fear Horror's past reviews from big franchises like Halloween, Friday the 13th, and the Chucky franchise, or one-off reviews like Us and Midsommar. You can follow Hide Fear Horrors on Instagram and TikTok, where the host posts updates and mini-reviews. Full episodes are available on several podcasting platforms. If you're listening to us on YouTube, don't forget to please like and subscribe. Hadden for Horror is produced by Mark Smart, Maria Perez, and Tuan Griffin. Edited by Mark Smart. Themed by Lethal Injections. The Hadden Feel Horrors Podcast is a Letters to Media production. Should we do an intro?